The stage is dark, but the conversation is just beginning. Welcome back to the Utah Symphony's Ghostlight Podcast, a behind-the-curtain look into the world of classical music and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Jeff Counts, and I'm pleased to be joined today by international violin soloist, Patricia Kopachinskaya. Welcome. Thank you. Did yeah. I, how did I do on your name? Fantastic. Thank Kopachinskaya. You. I, I, I practiced. I appreciate <laughs> that very much. So let's talk a little bit about your career. I, I want to bring up this fabulous video you have on your website that you call Being Pat. And I'm curious what motivated you to make it and what the reaction has been to it. It's a very intimate look into your life on the road. Uh, tell us about it. Well, it was very interesting. Um, I remember Chris Shimojima, that's the name of the um, director, film director. He appeared in St. Paul. We had a small uh, Skype talk mm -hmm. before. He asked me very many, a, a lot of questions. And somehow I felt he knows everything about me. Uh -huh. And I asked him, but do you have a plan? So what, what are we going to do now? And he said, no, I don't have a plan. <laughs> I learned something from you, he said. Yeah. And uh, so I was very curious, what, what, what is he now going to do? And it was an amazing improvisation. I told him, listen, I, I don't have so much time, so what, what do you want to do? And he said, well, we are now in your hotel room, let's start here. And I think this film captures somehow, uh, indeed, <laughs> my character. And but also the life you lead, this, yes, the, 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 life, the busyness the, and the, the, the inconsistency of place. And Right, right, yeah. right. And I think it's so funny and, and so unpredictable. Yeah. And, and these cuts which he did, they're very short and, and they, they really bring the, the, the most um, surprising glimpse in, in, into the life of an artist, being always on tour, yeah. never at home, um, having many ideas. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. This life is quite crazy. It, it is. I think the video, well, it certainly seems spontaneous, but it doesn't seem like something that was stream of consciousness at all. It's very well directed. It's a, I think it's a testament to his artistry. Yes, I've, I never saw uh, such a video elsewhere. I recommend everybody go to your website yes. and watch it. I think it's a wonderful look, not, in, not just into your life, your specific life, but the life of an artist in general. Yeah. yeah. So I want to bring your attention to this article I read it was an interview you did in The Telegraph back in 2014, and the, the person writing the article referred to you as the wild child of the violin, and, I, and I've seen that a few other times in other articles, and you weren't asked to respond to that characterization in the article, and I wonder if given the chance now, how do you feel about being called the wild child of the violin? Do you think it still fits you? Did it ever fit? Well, I think child is always a compliment, and to be wild in, in art is, is, is also something... <laughs> uh, what gives you the freedom to to see things in a fresh way sure. to try to understand music in a way that really touches you because yeah. it, it's always between between you and music there is nothing else right I definitely think it was meant as a compliment certainly I think it was meant as a way of characterizing your very individual way of approaching the music you play it's that's become a big part of your career and I it, it leads me to another question because I enjoyed how in that particular article you spoke about how certain repertoire e either needs you or doesn't you were speaking specifically about Dvorak and Brahms you didn't feel like those pieces needed you at the time so I wonder how this influences your your the choices of what you record and perform now does it change over time does a piece that didn't need you at one point in your career start to need you later just talk a little bit about what that word means in your choices it's, it's possible that um, that it changes when I was young, I was not interested at all in Bach, for example. Mm -hmm. I thought I, I, I would just, just disturb this music because I, um, I'm always looking for a way of, of playing which takes the music out of 
of the paper and, and brings it into, into different situations. Mm -hmm. But now I think Bach, kind of music of eternity, but still it is very alive and you, you still can play it in a so-called Baroque way where there's where, right. where a lot of space for, for ornaments and improvisation and mm -hmm. also to vi visualize it, to, to make pictures out of it, to, to feel free. To make it a territory of fantasy and not territory of dogmatic rules and constitutions. It changes, indeed. You've come to approach Bach a little bit more these, these days, maybe, than before. I feel like I, I, I could knock at his door once mm -hmm. in future. I, sure. I, I don't feel as a, as a foreigner sure. in, in his aesthetic. Not anymore. Yeah, Dvorak doesn't need me, this, this is for sure. I don't know. It, it, doesn't, it, it needs sweetness. It needs a very glossy, perfect way of playing, I think. But maybe I didn't understand, I really understand it. I think it, um, it happens on a very animalic level mm -hmm. when you really know you need now to do this music this piece this special piece it speaks to you it it wants a, a, a development it, it it wants something from you you mm -hmm. feel it and you just do it yeah and and you go into the score and and start to read between notes and find find your conversation your space We're back with Patrizia Kopaczynskaya. Let's talk about repertoire specifically and the Berg Concerto that you'll be playing with Utah Symphony as we record this weekend. This is a very special piece to violinists, I know, because it was written in tribute to Manon Gropius, and I believe Berg referred to her as an angel. Yes. And this music has a very dedicatory nature, and I know that violinists find very special relationship to this music as a performer. So talk a little bit about, about the Berg and how you approach this piece and what it's meant to you in your career. It, it's a beautiful piece, always an ama amazing pleasure to play it. It goes under your skin, knowing the story, of course, it was his last piece. Right, right. He, he never heard it, He right? never heard it, right. yes. And and Webern was supposed to uh, to conduct it, but but he, he was completely down, of course, mm -hmm. and so he, he couldn't conduct it. Yeah. It's supposed to um, to be understood as a requiem, but right. I also see other aspects in, in, in this music. Of course, it was dedicated to, Man, to Manon, but there is also another angel in this piece. You see, I don't think that Berg used occasionally something in, in this music. He used the Bach choral, as right. Genug, it's enough, right. but he also used the Corinthian song. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it occurs to me that it's, it's something very special for, yeah. for this dodecaphonic music to, to try to, to put inside a, a folk melody so why, why why not to know more about it and I, I have the fantasy that knowing that he produced a child when he was 17 with with his um, housemaid mm -hmm. and the name of uh, of the daughter was um, uh, Albina mm. like himself and he never had the opportunity to to be a father ah. because of course he had to hide the, of all this story was completely un, un, unacceptable and his family we don't know what what would happen if, if right. his parents would know so she was immediately sent to somewhere to, to her home and his sister collected money for supporting her with a with a baby and we don't know so much about it 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 was it was never really explored somewhere right. in, in any book about him but knowing that 
when he writes a concerto and dedicates it to a small girl who just died, um, and put this Corinthian song where we we read the text. So in 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 German, it's that some some birds waked me up from the prawn tree. Yes. In the bed of Miazzale. And Miazzale in Corinthian means Maria. Uh-huh. And Maria was this housemaid. Ah. So there is a, something, there is a connection to to this Absolutely. situation. So yeah. maybe it's also dedicated to his daughter. So this idea of lost daughters. Lost daughter, yeah. 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 That's beautiful. That's You know, it. I, I find it interesting because everything you're describing should be immediately appealing the, the fact that the, there is Bach and there is folk music in this concerto, the fact that the the 12-tone row that it's that it's constructed on is built in a way that seems tonal. There's just there's just nothing to be afraid of in this music, but still Berg, like Schoenberg is one of those names that seems like a monster in the closet to audiences. I yeah. mean, why do you think that people still resist these pieces that are nearly a century old now and certainly don't sound terribly modern? Why do people still resist this this music these days. Yes, of course, they are, we have this problem since since uh, many years, actually. Yeah. After the Second World War, something changed in the, in the mind of people. I agree. You know that even in the theater, the voice be- became much more even. Right. So uh, I'm doing now also Pierrot of, of Schoenberg. I where, do want to talk about that in yeah, a moment. The, yeah, the voice has, has to be completely uh, right. expanded to, right. from highest to, to, to the low, something impossible. The for, farthest extremes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't have it anymore in in our days in, in theater, mm-hmm. may, maybe in Japan or in, in no theater or something. But also, I think in our days the interpretation became kind of even. Mm-hmm. People were afraid, maybe, of of the pathos of of Hitler, <laughs> sure. or something. It was too pathetic. The, right. the people wanted to to become concrete, just talk about things which are real. And it became a very formal time. Yeah, probably yeah. it 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 had a big uh, influence on 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 all of us on right. on, on art. So modern music became incredibly brain-connected, but, right. but not so much emotional uh, and, uh, let's say, normal from heart to heart. And also the in- in- interpretation, very dry. Right. So this is actually our, our guilt of in- interpreters that we don't um, approach this music anymore as, as music, but as something incredibly complex, and it is very complex. Also composers should think about how to write music for children. Right. It's, uh, it's very difficult. Of course. To, to put your complex thoughts in, in into a simple structure. It's an issue, but we are working on it, and I think we, we succeed somehow. I, if you see the Ohio Festival, for example, the right. pe- people go there because there is new music, there and they are curious, and they want to, to, to hear something new, and not always old and music played in old style right. all the time. Because look at our programs. We always have Beethoven, Brahms, all, all those names, Tchaikovsky, Dvorak, all this music... And it is actually most of times played in the same way. Mm-hmm. So people are incredibly afraid of something fresh, of, of, of some steps <laughs> out of this black box. Yeah. It's hard to imagine something written and premiered in the late 1930s as fresh, but it still sounds that way to our ears these days. I, I'm so glad that you mentioned... Um, Pierrot, because I want to make sure everybody knows that uh, the Bear Concerto was not the only second Viennese school masterpiece you're performing while you're in Utah on this trip. You're also doing Pierrot Lunaire. And I think it's important to mention that you're not playing the violin part, you're actually doing the vocal solo part. So how did this collaboration come to pass? How did this project get started? It's fascinating to me. It was my big, big dream since since I was very young. I played a lot 
on violin and viola uh, mm -hmm. in, in Bureau. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to all vocalists um, I played with and, and I thought, one day I will, I will speak myself this part. Yeah. And uh, since two years, I, I have kind of tendonitis in, in my arms. Right. And so I had to, um, to cancel many concerts mm -hmm. last years. Mm -hmm. I had suddenly uh, time. Of, of course, I used it for my family because it's the most important thing sure. in the world. But still, I wanted to learn something new. And so I started to work on Pierrot. And I found the best coach I could find in Switzerland. And it's, it's such a pleasure. It's, it's just the best thing I, I could ever have done in uh, if not playing violin. Right. Yeah. Well, having heard the first rehearsal last evening, I can report that you seem to be having a very good time with this piece. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a unique experience if if you haven't heard this music. It's not pure singing per se, but this concept of Sprechstimme, which is sort yeah. of talk singing. So yeah. talk I, a little bit about that technique and what it's like to 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 learn how to do it. Well, I, I love it very much. I, I find normally in operas, voices of singers are very artificial. This is my, my opinion, my, mm -hmm. my feeling. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the, the, the technique of the voice covers the, the sense, the, the content of what they say, actually. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I even don't understand what, what, what they say. It's just the, this, the, the flow of the beautiful voice which, which covers everything. And so here in, in Pierrot, uh, the most important thing is the text. Right. The sense, right. <laughs> the the pictures, which is uh, uh, what what it evokes, this middle thing between speaking and singing, it's I think what one of things which we didn't explore enough. I'm, I'm dreaming about a future for for this voice technique. I, I want to ask many composers to to write melodramas, mm -hmm. and to so to be able to to speak more, maybe to play violin and speak at the same time. And if there is already a piece written by Michael Hirsch for violin, cello, and Sprechstimme. Yes. So it, 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 has, it has a big potential. Yeah, I actually know Michael, and he'll be doing a big collaboration with the Nova Chamber Music Series here yes, in he Utah me. later this season. Fantastic, so yeah, yeah. It's, Michael is a wonderful composer. I'm yes. actually surprised that more people don't employ Sprechstimme and this technique. Yeah, me too. Maybe it's because the shadow of Pierrot is so large and people don't want to seem derivative probably. of it. I, I, it it's, prob too good. it's too it's good. It's too good. And yeah, yeah. what are we talking about? 105 years old this music is now. I mean, it's just... Incredible. It's so fresh. It's so, so, so fresh. Modern, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear you do it in performance. I, I know that we've taken a lot of your time today. I do have one more question, though. It's sort of a traditional question for the podcast because of our name, The Ghost Light. And you've been in a lot of theaters in your life. I wonder if you've ever seen a ghost or been in the presence of a ghost. And if so, give us some detail. <laughs> a ghost? Wow. Well, I think I'm, I'm myself a ghost. <laughs> you see now a ghost. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's, that's a fantastic answer. Well, you'll be haunting theaters for a long time to come, I'm sure. And I hope that everything with your shoulder takes care of itself. Thank and you. I'm very excited that you've got this Pierrot project to keep your mind occupied in the meantime. Thank, Thank you so much for Thank joining us. Thank you so us. much. Thank you. It's great to have you. The Ghost Light Podcast is produced and edited by Chad Call. Utah Symphony Utah Opera season sponsor is the George S. and Dolores Dore Eccles Foundation. <laughs>